0: Welcome,
1: everybody. All right. We're talking about unforgiven. You know, there is a lot of people in this life that live without forgiveness. They live it without forgiveness from their children, their spouses, their ex-spouses, themselves, relatives, parents. They, they, They live without forgiveness. And it is a very hard thing to go through life not having forgiveness from the people you would wish would love you because you've made stupid mistakes and done horrible things that they cannot forgive, but at the same time, they've done stupid things and horrible things, but they could forgive themselves, but God forbid they ever forgive you. You know, a life lived without forgiveness is a life lived in the past. And what you have to understand is when you forgive someone, that is an actual death. It's the death of the past. It is, a, it is the fact that that is now over, and I have moved on into a different place in life. And what you have to remember is you're the mirror that people see you through. So if you're living in unforgiveness, you're living in your past and you're not allowing yourself to live here in the day to day, understanding that, yes, I've made mistakes. Did I have bad intentions? And if I did have bad intentions, can I forgive myself for having done that? We are human. We make emotional decisions often that are critically, desperately horrible because We are in a bad mood because of we feel betrayed, because we feel anger, because we feel rage. We make stupid decisions, impulsive decisions, say the dumbest things, do the dumbest things because of that. If people would just wait through their emotions and get to being a responsible human being and wait until you can respond rather than react, you might have a better life. But people that often make emotional choices hang on to, to unforgiveness and are often unforgive because they can't be trusted because they're always doing what they feel, 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 feel. And if you're going to live your life with feelings, you're never going to have an identity because you're going to be so inconsistent that nobody can have an integral and integrity driven relationship with you because you're moody and foul tempered. You know, living in the past is a conscious and, and, and also a subconscious choice, and it's made through the connection to the past, you know, and, and the past is a time gone by. It doesn't exist. It's no longer here. We live in the present, but we choose to allow the past to occupy our minds, our bodies, our very essence. So living in the past is like choosing to cling on to a chronic illness, You know, would you choose to be plagued with a chronic illness that is going to kill you? Or would you allow yourself to be injected with the disease that can take your life? You know, why then are you allowing yourself to be injected daily with the memories associated with the past? You're already living what's called a suicidal life when you live to the point that you cannot forgive yourself. You know, why have you chosen to cling to negative memories associated with your life? Why can't you just learn from those memories? Why can't you actually, instead of thinking that I could never hurt anybody, nobody would ever care about me, why don't you empathize with how you've impacted other people and take accountability for the crap that you've done so you can actually move on with your life? Why can't you own your stuff? You know, that is the problem in this life. We have a lot of people who want to point their finger at everybody else and be the victim. And they don't understand what it takes to forgive. So here's forgiveness. I examine what made you decide to do this. How did you decide that this was going to happen so that I can understand the process leading to the choice so I can understand your intentions? But if we're going to go after, why did you do this to me? Why? Why? And then answer your own question. You did this because you're evil. You're selfish. You're a narcissist. You're this. You're that. You're all these things. You're horrible. Look what you've done. Okay. If you're going to keep doing that crap, you're just a child. You're, You're not constructive at all. You're, you're living in your inner child, and that is what you're responding to life with. And you need to grow up and understand. I need to understand people's intentions. That's more important if I want to forgive them than keep banging on the stupid thing that they've done. If you want to ask your child a why question that is motive-based, meaning you're assuming they have a bad motive, they're going to lie to you. You're teaching your kids how to lie when you ask why questions. Ask them what made you decide to do that. I don't know. Well, what's your second choice? You know, we need to understand what's driving these choices so that we can learn how to fix them and redirect ourselves. That's called being an adult. You know, have you found comfort with the negative memories or do you feel incapable of letting go of the past? You know, most people want to pile on the 50,000 things their their spouse has done through the marriage. In one stupid event, oh, you forgot to cook this for me, or you didn't listen to me in this moment, and now I'm going to pile on the fifty thousand things that you did through our marriage where you didn't listen to me. I was not important to you. You are supposed to think I am the center of your universe. You're not supposed to have your mind on any other thing. God forbid we're a human being. But you see, people have these perfectionistic ideas, and then they grab on to every time you're not perfect. And they they tend to live in that unforgiveness. You know, the action is the process which we choose to rid the very essence of our person of the past. The past may be compromised of tragic events, thoughts, circumstances, affairs, uh, 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 emotional affairs, saying things, betraying someone, ghosting someone, treating someone as unimportant putting people down, being sarcastic and snarky, having rage all the time, being irritable and unapproachable. Yes, we can focus on all of those circumstances. And if you can never take accountability for your own behaviors and how you are treating other people or how you are coming across, despite the fact that you don't think you're coming across that way, you don't understand that you have to take accountability for how you come across. You can't just think of it from your own selfish perceptions and try to convince them that you're right and they're wrong. You know, clinging to the past is a purposeful action of recalling and remembering and harboring negative thoughts. And it becomes addictive. It's that pile on. And you you would just, you know, truthfully, you would love that person that you cannot forgive to just go out in the back alley and blow their head off. That honestly is what most people uh would would actually like. They don't want to do that. They really don't want that to happen, but that's how they're treating the person in which they cannot forgive. You know, your lack of forgiveness is your lack of maturity, your lack of re- uh, ability to resonate and to get back into life and rejuvenate and make your and be be resilient and actually step back into life and take things as problems that can be solved things that I can choose how to react to instead of creating hyper drama with every little mistake another human being makes, even though the, we don't care about anything that we do wrong. God forbid we re- somebody behave like I behave towards you when you make a mistake. You know, when we harbor the memories associated with the past, we are projecting the negative memories. And that's traumatic for the people that receive your unforgiveness. Your unforgiveness is Trauma. You are creating trauma in other people's lives. And if you think you've been hurt, you're going to hurt them twice as bad with the crap you're dishing out. So if you think you're holier than now because you can't forgive, the truth is you're twice as bad as a person you can't forgive because you are t- 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 get, trying to do damage just like them. You're a hypocrite. But you see, people want to walk through life. And act like, you know, forgiving is a weakness. No, forgiveness is to let something go so you can have a better life instead of weigh yourself down and making other people more powerful than you are. You know, forgiveness is not only a state of mind, but it's a state of being. It is woven through the very essence of our being, and that is choosing what is important, which hopefully is to be grateful, hopefully is to be kind, hopefully is to be understanding, hopefully it is to hear someone out, hopefully it's to be a good listener rather than always having to be right. You know, forgiveness is a constant attitude and it occurs through a purposeful action, and that means compassion for other people compassion for their pain what they've been through yes they may have done a hideous thing but maybe that was to cope with a deeper pain that is much more easily understood than what the action of what they did is you know if you choose to harbor wrongs of others and you expect no consequences you're crazy if you've gone through marriage for eight, 10 years, 20 years, and been bitter and nasty and not had good conversations, not had any depth with your partner, and then you're upset because they have an affair. Look at yourself. You're part of the problem. You know, people are so irresponsible. They can create a miserable friendship. They can create a miserable commitment with someone, a miserable childhood for their children, and they will not take accountability whatsoever for their contribution when that child actually breaks free and gets to have a a real friend or maybe makes friends with other adults or your spouse actually finds somebody that loves them instead of your crap. You know, it's unfortunate, but people are so loaded and so immature and so insensitive and so very sensitive about their own egos that they will destroy everything around them because they cannot understand or forgive or take accountability for their own crap and it is through the act of forgiveness that we can give balanced and well-adjusted lives we are here to learn that our spirit is in this human life so that it can evolve to a better spirit so that it can evolve to a better place. And we hope when we get old that we become that instead of some bitter old person. We need to understand our spirit is about compassion. It is about understanding. It is not about trying to tell people how awful they are. You know, forgiving others, especially our enemies, is a challenge. But every time you make an enemy, that person is more powerful than you are. That's what you've decided. That also means that you don't love yourself. You'd rather hate someone than actually love yourself and surround yourself with people that are not toxic. If you have deemed somebody is toxic in your life, instead of not forgiving them, forgive them for their pain, forgive them for their suffering. But you don't have to join it. Move away from it. If you're married to somebody and you treat them like crap and they go do something that you don't like, well, guess what? You deserve it. It's your deal. You need to wake up. And if they divorce you, that is partly, if not a lot of your problem. And you see, people just don't understand. They'd rather point at everybody else. You know, were you shattered by the unwavering or unyielding of the person that you've wronged? You know, people that have been wronged love to play that fiddle all day long and all night long as long as they can. You know a whiner will suck the soul straight out of your body they call for so much energy everything is a 10 for them every time you cross their path it is a 10 it is a 10 every time that is so tiring and if you think that's sexy you better get over yourself because that ain't sexy and guess what you're gonna do you're going to carry that pattern to the next person because you don't trust anybody. Well, I was damaged by my past relationship. They did this to me. They did that to me. Oh, my God, I'm such a poor, horrible person. Yes, you can whine about it or you can move on and take accountability that you are a turd. Also, you were unapproachable. Also, you had problems. That is important. To understand if you're going to jump into somebody else's life and mess it up just like you did the one before. You know, the problem is people don't grow up. They don't learn. And we need to do that. And that's what forgiveness offers us. It's not an occasional act. It is an attitude. And that's Martin Luther King, by the way. You know, forgiveness is an intentional act. It's a process of pardoning or offering absolution to another person. That is such a huge thing to offer people, to actually say, I see you. I see your pain. I understand your pain. You know, I get it. I'm sorry I did not understand that. I did not take the time. I was so worried about my own crap and thinking about all my problems. I did not understand that underneath all the heinous things you've done, there is this core inner child, this poor little kid who has suffered their whole life. And if you can understand that, the both of you are probably very much the same in the same kind of hurt and deal with it entirely differently. Many of us are traumatized by life. And if you want to be an unforgiving person, you're more than happy to make trauma 10 times worse for the person that you're berating and belittling every day of your life. You know, accepting your own responsibility and act on an event is called maturity. It's called adulthood. It is called a wise soul, an old soul. True repentance is expressed through severe regret and remorse for our wrongs nothing ever ends until you take accountability for how you've come across and how you have hurt someone you need to acknowledge that if you want to heal the relationship but if you're married to somebody and they're sentenced to life with your crap and you're going to load them every day with unforgiveness well You're creating a a terrible ending for both of you. And God forbid your spirit has to pay for that one because it's paying for it in this life. And God only knows what's going to happen in the next life when you live like that. You know, psychology behind forgiveness is unexplainable on many levels, but it's undeniable that there's an absolute power behind the act of forgiveness. It is complete understanding. It is completely letting someone go. From what they've done. And it doesn't mean that they're not accountable. It's meaning I'm understanding why you did this, and you need to understand why you did this and how this hurt me. If you can get that, we can heal. You see, that is the critical part of forgiveness. It's a thoughtful and conscious choice, and we need to choose to forgive another. Even if the wrongdoer never offers remorse of spirit, sometimes you have to accept an apology you never get. But that doesn't mean that person has to continue to be in your life. You may have to make the hard choice and live in poverty and have to do some rough things and actually take accountability for your life and climb out of the hole you dug because you. this person will never take accountability. Well, you live one life. You know, if, you, if you're with somebody that is a narcissist and can't even see the forest for the trees of what they're accountable, free yourself of it, but forgive them. Understand, they were hurt in childhood. They were denied as a person. They were not important, and now they're spending their whole life trying to make themselves more important than everybody else. That's their little child that never grew up, and they refused to parent it. And we have to begin to understand there are reasons, despite whether we agree with them, there are reasons people do stupid things in life. Our emotions and our reactions lead us to horrible choices rather than actually thinking about doing the right thing, which is the path to God. All right, we're gonna take a break and we're gonna
0: come back.
2: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
0: 7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951 818 7856.
2: Dr. Connie Mariano is a groundbreaker. She was the White House physician to three presidents, toured the world on Air Force One, and has had countless amazing experiences. The one thing that life didn't prepare her for was becoming a widow. After losing her beloved husband, John, in a tragic accident, Dr. Connie joined the one million women who were widowed in the United States each year. While her journey as a widow has been one of intense grief and sorrow, it has also been one of extraordinary growth and rebirth. Now, Dr. Connie is sharing what she's learned, joined by her knowledgeable guests to help anyone struggling with this deeply personal and often lonely journey of their own. Tune into The Widow's Walk, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest,
1: Welcome, everybody. All right. You know, in, in, intentionally We're talking about unforgiveness and intentionally choosing not to forgive is a narrative. You develop this narrative. OK, this person is a total jerk. And now I'm going to collect a lot of evidence to prove, OK, you forgot this about me. OK, you did this. You promised me this and you never showed up. You ghosted me here. You did this here. You didn't look out for me. You, you d- didn't show up when you promised me. You did this, you did that, you did this, 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 this. And they collect this narrative. And even if 99% of the time, things actually go okay. That's not important. What's more important is that 1% that proves that that person is a total jerk. And people love to collect narratives, and they live in those narratives. I could never trust you because five years ago, you didn't show up when you said you were going to show up, or three months ago, you forgot. There was probably a reason behind it, and maybe it wasn't a good reason, but maybe you you want them to learn from it. If they're incapable of learning... Well, you need to push yourself away from that person. You need to decide instead of beating the hell out of them for asking them for $50 when all they have is five. If they're so stupid that they can't follow commitments and they can't can't take accountability for their life and grow up and be an adult, then guess what? That's all they have to give you. $5, not 50. Stop asking for 50. It's crazy. You know, the, the deal is, is that we need to understand people's capacity. If you don't go into a relationship with the idea that you're going to change somebody, that's healthy. What that means is we're not getting together in a relationship with somebody to change them and to make them become more like us. What we are doing is we're joining our lives and hopefully connecting at our strengths and understanding each other's weaknesses, and through the idea that we have a friendship and we have respect for each other, and we actually look for the good in each other, and we're actually grateful for each other, maybe those incidents that we keep collecting will happen less often than if you keep banging on the drum, telling them what a horrible person they are. You know, psychologically, this is the problem. It affects our biology. You know, if, if you want to break, People's hearts by not being a forgiving person. If you want to traumatize people's lives, not only are you likely to have cancer or heart disease or whatever your predisposition is to exit you from this planet, one of those things is going to happen because you're being such a turd. If you want to live in your bitterness, And if you want to project your bitterness on that other person, both of you are going to die young because it creates chemical deficiencies in your bodies and your resistance weakens and weakens and weakens. If you want to be a grateful person, you might have a different path. My lovely grandmother, she died at almost 100 because she was a grateful person. She had 3,000 people attend her funeral, even though she was huge. And she sat in a a wooden rocking chair watching, uh, you know, Arkansas Razorback football. And people came through her house all day long because she was a grateful person. And they would paint her house, fix her car, mow her yard, repair anything that she needed, fix that change the light bulbs they would do anything for her because she was grateful what would happen if you actually acknowledged and was grateful to the person you are so unforgiving towards what do you think might happen you know if you were thoughtful and conscious about how you come across and take accountability for how you come across maybe you need to learn what it is to forgive even if it's the wrongdoer never offers a remorseful spirit it's okay because you don't want to have to carry their baggage. I'm sorry you're such a horrible person. I'm sorry you can't see all the horrible things you've done. That is your problem, it's not my problem and I'm not going to own it. I feel bad for you that you're a turd, but you need to go in the backyard and stink that up and rather than my house. You know, we just need to think from that perspective. You know, forgiveness is thoughtful. It's a conscious choice you know when you choose to forgive someone you are choosing to let go of the past and the essence of our person to move forward is leaving the horrible acts in the past it is expected in this human life that all of us will make heinous stupid selfish emotional choices to fulfill our childish desires in our emptiness in our loneliness in our desperation because marriage can be the loneliest place on earth when you're married to an unforgiving person or you yourself are an unforgiving person. Unforgiveness will destroy people. Bitterness changes your heart. It changes your heart completely. You may go to church, but if you're a bitter person, forget about it. Why in the hell are you there? You're not going to get any salvation. You're just a bitter turd sitting in, 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 the, in the thing, stinking up the church. If you want to be a good person, reach out to other people. Reach out to your spouse. Treat them like you would treat God. You know, that's why we're here. That's why you get married. You treat your spouse as if they are God. So you learn how to love God. That's the model on earth. And you treat your children like you believe that God loves you. That is the model of a family can we do that instead of have to feed your ego with all the horrible things that other people have done in life? You know, intentionally choose not to forgive will most assuredly plague the memories associated with the wrongs that have been committed. Those will be the most powerful memories of your life rather than the beautiful memories you may have with that person you can't forgive. You may have had a beautiful vacation. You may have beautiful moments. They may have been there when you needed it but you forget all that all you care about is you didn't make what i wanted for dinner that's your problem okay you you got messed up priorities here your core of your spirit is not formed you need to take yourself a little more serious and understand that you not only uh, are walking through this life but actually you hurt people in this life when you choose to and if you walk Without forgiveness, you want to hurt everybody and you're just a walking trauma. You know, it's sad, but judgmental people, people that have to research every single person in their life are bitter, horrible people to be around. And if you want to be that, if you have to research all the flaws in everybody else so you have 10,000 reasons not to have a relationship with them, you're never going to have a relationship, but you're going to die by yourself. And you need to recognize that because that's the life you're painting, because integrity calls for forgiveness. People that are sitting in nursing homes with nobody to show up, there's a good chance that at least 85% of them did not manage their integrity. Is that going to be you? You know, we have to think about the, the, the cost we're paying by being nasty people. You know, personal forgiveness is a process of healing. And once you forgive yourself for being a turd, now you can forgive others because you identify in yourself that you've got the same traits these people have, maybe in a different way. Maybe it's arrived in a different way. But hey, they've got hurts. I've got hurts. I need to understand that. I can get pain. Pain is the universal language of every soul every soul understands pain. And our job, if we want to be soulful people, is to actually have comfort and compassion for other people's pain. It doesn't mean we're going to solve it. It doesn't mean we're going to fix it. It doesn't mean we have to do anything but go, I see you. I understand your pain. That must be horrible. You know, letting go of the past is like opening floodgates of healing to set yourself free. It lets go of grudges and bitterness and it can make way for compassion, kindness, peace. It can lead to healthier relationships, amended marriage that you never thought you could fix. You know, a greater spiritual psychological well-being, actually having sex instead of not for the last 10 years. You know, maybe 30 years. Some people don't. You know, the deal is, is, that, you know, less anxiety, less stress, less hostility, lower bread pressure, actually valuing your life, actually making memories. So you'll have a legacy once you pass it. Other people will go, yeah, I learned this from this person. Oh, I never thought of that. Oh, you know this person took the time, and we did this beautiful vacation, and it was such a great moment and This person actually took the time to invite me to their house and we had dinner and we we experienced maybe thanksgiving and they didn't even know me. you know these are powerful moments in our life, you know we have fewer symptoms of depression when We are forgiving people. We have a lower risk of alcohol and substance abuse. We choose to, you know, that there's a a greater probability of reuniting with people in our life and getting the better person rather than one that we keep trying to form them into. You know, there's an ability to fully focus our minds on a positive perception of life. Decrease complaints that our bodies create because we're under stress and an empowerment of our individuality the benefits of, of forgiveness is limitless forgiveness allows your mind to be free of the negativity that's possessed it and negativity is very addictive and it 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 requires us to want to control every possible thing in our life and so if we're going to sit around with anxiety and depression you're going to do what you feel like doing rather than who you are. You're not going to actually do what's right. You're going to do what's easy because I don't feel like it. I don't feel like working out. So I'm going to turn into, you know, three more 10 pound bags of potatoes around my waist. Okay. Well, walk around with that crap and see how it feels, but don't blame everybody else because you won't get off your ass and go do something about it. You know, if you're carrying that kind of weight and, oh, my ankles hurt and my legs are so fat and I can't do this. Well, if you're going to be a whiner, guess what? You've contributed to that. If you've added 50 pounds to your body and made it carry it. Yeah, you screwed it up. Fix it. Wake up. It's nobody else's fault but your own. You know, if you can't get off your butt and do what's right instead of do what's easy, you're not going to have a good life. You know, the fundamental principle of forgiveness is having a spirit of unconditional love for yourself, for others. That means I'm going to love myself. That means I'm going to do good things for me. I'm going to change my life and then I'm going to check in with how I feel. You know, having trust in your life, valuing trust means you're going to value relationships. You can love someone and not trust them. That's what unforgiving people do. They love people, but they don't trust them. So I hate you, but don't leave me. I hate you, but don't leave me. I hate your guts, but don't leave me here. You know, that's what, what is that? That's unforgiving people. You know, the deal is if you wanna trust someone, you have to understand you have to be honest with yourself and honest with others, but you have to also be grateful for other people and you have to be kind to other people if you wanna have relationships. And if people can trust you to be that in your core, rather than a sour turd walking through life, stinking up every room you walk into and judging everybody silently while you have a nice smile on your face. Well, no, it's not going to work because people are not stupid. They read you. They understand. That's not a person I want to get to know. You know, respect is another thing. That means actually you care about what other people think. You don't care about it because you want to judge them. You care about it because they're probably a good person. They probably have a reason they think this crazy way. And maybe I just need to understand that there might be some truth in that. There might be some goodness in that. And if there is, can I just deal with that instead of have to judge them for what a crazy lunatic I think they are? You know, dignity is a sense of caring about other people, respecting other people. Respect is listening. You know the listener is the one in charge of the conversation, it's not the speaker, it's the listener. Can't you have better questions? You can tell how smart somebody is by the questions they ask. If they ask leading questions, that means they're a control freak because they want to tell you what the truth is and if you can't match up to their truth, you're boxed out of their life. And that's what unforgiving people do. They have a idea of what the truth is. I have all the facts. I have all the reasons to believe this. I know everything about this, and this is the truth. No matter what, they can't understand that there may actually be other conditions that have contributed to that truth, but they don't want to think about that. They just want to think about how awful you are based on all the facts. Yes, they forget context. All they want is content, and that's unforgiving people. They hang on to that crap, and they bite onto it until they're dead, and that is just the way they operate, unless they can learn how to change their heart. Forgiveness has the ability to transform your thoughts. It's an ability to allow us to reconnect with others and have a deeper relationship with them. You know, forgiveness can not only have a healing effect for the individual, but its effect can go well beyond those initially involved in forgiveness. Forgiveness is the ultimate liberator of our mind, our body, our soul, and our spirit. It is not an occasional act. It is a constant attitude. That's martin luther king. if If you think you're over it, if you think if you pretend everything's okay, but something's not quite right, you have trouble sleeping, you can't stop thinking about what happened, you can't seem to move on. you have trouble with forgiveness. We have a hard time with people. Yes, People are horrible to get to know. People do horrible things to each other. People are disrespectful. But if you're a grateful person, you are magnetic and people want your company. They want to be around you. They want to do what's right. If you actually, instead of criticizing your children for every little thing they do because you're lazy and tired, overwhelmed, my life is so horrible. There's so many things that weigh me down. So I'm going to treat my kids like crap and tell them all the horrible things they do. Yes, that's such a great person. No, it's not. It's a horrible person. And you need to stop it because you are stamping negativity on your children. It is crap. You need to grow up and actually be a nice person to your child and actually tell them and praise them for the good things they do, because that's what they need to grow into the adult that you would pray they would be. Because one of the days, one of these days, they're going to have to wipe your ass. And guess what's going to happen then when you treat them like crap? You know, if you're if you're experiencing bursts of anger, if you're struggling with unforgiveness, you're likely bottling up your anger. And oftentimes people who's a recipient of an an inevitable outburst is not the person who actually caused it. That's called projecting. People project their anger on others. They see something that somebody does, and all of a sudden, all of the other incidents in their life stack up because they're passive-aggressive. They're like a boiling pot, and guess what? They hit the boiling point with this one person, God forbid it's their child, and they blow up on them like crazy. If you are a passive-aggressive person, back up, go to the emotions. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I'm not feeling well. I'm, I'm sad. I feel betrayed. I feel like you've done this. Can't we go there? Because those are not fight or flight emotions. Those are real emotions that you can communicate without having to beat people down. You know, if you're mindful, when you start to feel anger building, be aware of the source. If you catch yourself in the middle of an outburst, it's never too late to, to do an about face. You know, people that are unforgiving are petty. Then they're impulsive. And when they're interacting with the person who they struggle to forgive, they make snide remarks. They're always telling them what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, what they think about this per- them as a person. You know, they want to tell everybody what they think. They, unforgiving people love to forecast thoughts about everybody else in the world except for themselves. And even in themselves, they also have that kind of dialogue about themselves. And it's really sad. But people walk through life like that, carrying this. like It's like the albatross in the rhyme of the ancient mariner. They just carry it and carry it and carry it until it finally does them in. All right, we're going to talk more about unforgiveness and how to undo this horrible thing in this life. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Seven eight five six. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Stuck in
2: a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You, too, can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology.
1: Welcome back, everybody. You know, people destroy their lives oftentimes by uh, demonizing their parents. Old people are annoying. Old people are stinky. Old people are hard to deal with because they are in, they come from a different generation. They have different values. They think the world should be in a different way than we Other people have younger people think all of us and they were younger people once and they felt that way about old people, too. But the deal is, is that you have to understand that at some point in your life, especially in your 20s, You need to peel off mom and dad off your mom and dad and actually look at them from the past that they had the tools that they were given and understand that all they could have done as parents is good enough and did they do purposeful horrible things yes they probably did yes there are parents that actually raped their own children they are horrible people i hope they go to prison but oftentimes they don't and so what are we gonna do carry their baggage the rest of our life No, we have to understand that rapists often were raped. People that molest are often been molested. They don't understand why they were molested, so they go molest somebody else and do damage to them so they can figure out why they did it. They never get the answer, and then they get addicted to the behavior, and then it goes generation after generation after generation. And so people go through life with that damage and that pain, and they carry it, and they hold on to it like a holacrux. You know, and it's really important to understand that we have to understand it is hard to swallow, but the person may never recognize what they have done to us. They may never fully understand how they've affected us. It's incomprehensible for them to even begin to magnify the hurt that they have caused another person in their life. People that are unforgiving cannot understand how much trauma they have created in another person's life and then when that person goes off and betrays them they can't understand why they did that i've told you a million times that a horrible person that you are and now you proved it again yeah because they had to live with your crap and if you're going to magnify your nastiness on people they're probably going to rebel against you you know, acceptance and letting go are key aspects of forgiveness. A time-tested way to do this is write them a letter that you don't tend to send. Do this with the ultimate intention of destroying it and let go of its content so you can humanize, just like you, the other person that you're edifying. You know, if you're compulsive and you can't control the hurtful person and you can control your environment, you can control yourself. So what you have to do instead of trying to fix the impulsive person is accept the fact that they're impulsive, set boundaries around them of what you can do and what you can't do, how you're going to react to them when they're this. So they fully expect it, but also understand that there may be point in life where you have to let their toxicity go and they either have to wake up and take accountability or they fall back on their impulsive desire to call themselves an adult ADHD. I'm ADHD and so I'm impulsive and that's why I do this work thing yo there's no excuse own it be it take care of it fix it grow up stop calling yourself a label i'm depressed i'm anxious these labels are worthless worthless as tits on a boar hog you need to give it up and own your crap and fix it because you're hurting people cut it out be the person you want to be have integrity Do what's right instead of what is easy. Do what's hard so it makes your life easier. If you did that, you'd have what's called a testimony and you would be able to actually share with other people how you became, you were an unforgiving person and became a forgiving person. So people can learn from your crap instead of you just sitting in it all your life. You know, in the midst of compulsive behaviors, there's often a moment when you realize what's happening. And impulsive people will make an impulsive choice and then they have to make a reason why they did it and they don't know why they did it. They have to become more mindful. So what's important to you is being reflected in the way you spend your time. Understand that this is how they operate. They do and then they think. Now, do I wanna live with that? Do I want to deal with that? How do I put boundaries around it so they will take accountability for their own behavior instead of me having to be their parent, even though they're 50 years old and I'm 50 years old, I still have to hold them accountable for their behavior. You're not their adult. You're not their parent. That's not sexy. Stop doing that. You're not a forgiving person if you act like you're an adult to your adult spouse or partner or relationship or children. Don't treat people that are adults like children treat them like adults and they'll be adults. That's what you need to do. If you really want to be a good person, instead of being this unforgiving judgmental ball of crap, you know, acknowledge the part that is associated in our life that causes us to go towards these negative controlling behaviors own where it comes from, but you need to evolve. You need to change. That may have worked for you at one time. Maybe that was modeled for you by a parent that was horrible and was judgmental and never forgave anybody. But that doesn't mean you have to be that person. Maybe you need to find your heart. If you find your heart, you find compassion. You have to hold yourself responsible before you hold other people responsible. That is incredibly important in this life and And you may be slow to acknowledge it, but this is often the hidden script operating in your heart and your soul that you've embedded in your heart that no one can be trusted. Everyone's a bad person, ultimately, I cannot have relationships if you can't meet people at their level of pain in this life, you're never going to have relationships. You have to understand that everybody's flawed, everybody makes mistakes, and that's where you've got to meet them and recognize I see you, I understand you're hurting, I've been in that place. And I can identify with it. Can we make better choices? Can we do better things now? Now we can help each other. You know, if you're keeping a list of offenses, that's another sign of an unforgiving person. And most likely it's a mental list. And each time your offender looks at you the wrong way, says something offensive, ignores you, you catalog every single action as a part of that list of offenses, and you use that, year after year after year after year 20 30 40 years and you trap them in your dungeon of offenses is that the person you are is that the person you really want to be if your list is so long that you've forgotten the original offense that started you down the path it's probably time to ditch the list It's probably time to actually look at the human being that has evolved in front of you and gone through life and actually understands their mistakes and actually has probably apologized 50,000 times that you've never even heard or cared to hear. All you wanted to do was own your stupid list of unforgiveness, you know, and if you're already halfway there as far as understanding it, maybe you need to dump the rest of your list in the shredder. You know, if it's in your head. Stop going down the negativity, go to the gratefulness. If you hate yourself, you're going to hate everybody else. You know, maybe that's a bit strong. Maybe I'm coming across strong. But hopefully this is an epiphany for people to wake up, wake up and become a, a human being. Be an adult. Join the human race. Understand we're all flawed. We're all stupid. We do crazy. We do impulsive. We have emotions. We strike back when we're struck. We do all these horrible things. You may even realize that you're, you're being so hard on yourself. And sometimes that's why people aren't forgiving because they're, I have to be perfect. I'm supposed to make the perfect cupcakes and I'm supposed to be the perfect parent. I'm supposed to be perfect at work and I have to be perfect in my friendships. And I have to show up obligatory in every possible way for everybody to love me. No, that's not true. Your value comes from your humanness from your understanding, from your compassion. If you want to be magnetic, if you want to have value in this life, have compassion for pain, and that will begin your path towards relationships. Being noticed in in yourself is important. Making yourself known is important. Making decisions and committing to decisions in your life is huge because now it teaches people how to love you but it also teaches people that maybe i don't want to be around that person because they're so decisive in this one path that maybe that's not the right person for me in my life you know but that's good because you're setting boundaries around things that may or may not be toxic you also have to resolve the being practicing gratefulness every day of your life And if you have to write it down, because that's a conscious effort instead of a subconscious effort. A conscious effort is writing a journal to yourself about all the things you're grateful for and maybe write down all of the negative narratives you have about other people and then question yourself. Is it really worth it to hang on to all this crap? You know, it's natural to want to return to the hurt, to those who have hurt us. You know, one of the primary ways to do this is through gossip. We may divulge secrets or, or, or spread untruths about them behind their backs. We may want to tell the whole world about the heinous crimes they've committed, the heinous things they've done. Oh, this pastor is such a wonderful person. No, they're not. You know what I know about them? They do this and this and this, and they did this to their children. And do you really want to be around that person? Okay. That's a gossiper and gossipers don't care what they want is their clickbait. They want to give you the content that interests you and that may change your mind about other people. That means that they're powerful because they changed your mind with the little facts that they know not to mention the fact that they're just as much of a turd as the person they're criticizing. You know, if 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 we are tempted to say something unkind about your offender, say something you genuinely admire about them too there's nothing to admire, then don't say anything. You know, even if your situation is one where there was genuinely no wrong on your part, you know, using this reason for not letting go will sanctify your righteousness. If you want to keep loading the bullets, call yourself perfect and them unperfect. Yes, we all know you're not perfect, but you want everybody to believe you are. And guess what they're going to find out one of these days? You're not. And when they do... How are they going to give, are you? Are they going to give you the same grace you gave the people in your life? You know, are you want, because you're going to get it back. You're going to get it back twice fold because you were holding everybody else accountable, but you never held yourself accountable for your own crap. You know, when people exercise poor judgment, they do so. It's more important to evaluate what is their intentions. Their intentions oftentimes are good. And that is a sad thing, that we love to criticize people for the horrible things they've done because we believe they're wrong. We believe they have bad intentions. But if you actually examine intentions, you might find out they're not quite as bad as you thought. They just were misguided or didn't think things through or they had too much on their mind. We all do that. You know, we have to let go in life of expectations, Yes, you can have them if you have to rely on muscle memory like military or the police or the fire. Yes, there are expectations there because it's life-threatening stuff you're dealing with. But when it comes down to life, we got to release expectations and go to preferences because that makes us resilient. You know, I'd prefer you weren't a turd. I prefer you didn't talk to me like that. I prefer you were a forgiving person, but you're not. And I can't help that. That's your deal. That's your soul. That's your destiny. That's your fate. And I can't control that. Only you can do that. But you are coming across with your expectations on me, and you're not entitled. You know, if your feelings of anger towards yourself for the past choices and decisions, you got to let it go you got to understand that we're doing the best we can in this life and sometimes we all do what's easy rather than what's right and that's because inherently Most of us that feel safe and cozy in our nice home and our nice job with our nice income and our nice family and all the nice things that we have, even though that we may not live paycheck to paycheck, we still have it a hell of a lot better than a third world country, but we can afford to sit around and pick everybody apart. But if you live in a third world country, guess what? Your neighbor is your safety and you can't afford to be that. So why don't we go back to what's reality, and that is people have to treat each other with respect despite their flaws, despite our disagreements, we may one day have to depend on them for our life. And that is an important part that we all need to understand, because in our comfort, we forget our humanness. We forget that. And in our comfort, we become lazy and we do dumb things, and we do easy things, and we do convenient things like become a drug addict or an alcoholic because it's the easiest thing to do to cope with your pain because nobody cares about my pain but that bottle of alcohol or that drug. You know, the deal is there are people that care about your pain, but you have to open your life up for that. You know, we do not want to die a person who is unforgiving. And that is the one thing that I pray to God in this show you have learned. Thanks for listening. I love hearing from you. You can do that at voiceamerica.com, the Empowerment Channel, and the Health and Wellness Channels, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now, remember, the weak can never forgive. Only the strong can forgive. And to be a Christian is to forgive the unforgivable because God has forgiven the unforgivable in you. Also, to understand someone else as a human being is as close to forgiveness as we can get. And also, forgiveness is getting giving up hope for a better past. Thanks for listening, everybody.
0: That's our show for this week.